after all of that. And now I'm going to admit you. You turn on. Now, can I start my camera now? You can do, now you can, yes, now you can set up all your stuff. And I'm going to make you, I'll bring up my list of, I bring, bring up, up my list. list. That's, That's okay, Kevin. Don't worry about it. I'm going to make you a co-host. And now you can send people. Now, if I start, no, my, if I start my camera, I'll shut it automatically. I'm going to go. I'm going and now, because you're co host, you can do anything you want to do. Okay, now. And that sounds fine. Now, show me how to get that video. Okay, so right now, in this room, because of the HDMI, those two screens, you'll see your laptop. But I can't. Okay. So we're trying and if you're ever trying to think, well, what, what does the Zoom people see? You could always log in with your phone. And that will give you kind of a idea where something else, right? So you've got your screen right there. And um, is to make this window big. Because you've not turned on your camera feed yet. You turned on your camera, but you've not turned it on. on your Zoom. So make the Zoom window your big window. Now, if you do start video, it will start that camera. Or a camera. All right, so now we have our podium. Now I can create a time vortex because I'm on all the different screens in the world. I'm even on here. Okay. Or there's a guy who looks a little bit like me who needs to comb his hair. Lose about 50 pounds. Okay, so now you're sharing your screen. So, whenever you're sharing something you can see on your computer, you're going to share your screen, and then you're going to watch the video and try to see it. The only thing that's weird about the video is so when we share your screen, there's a checkbox. You should probably just check it all the time if you want that muscle back. And when you check, so let's go ahead and do it. We're going to share your screen and then we're going to play the video so you can talk it all the time. So if you will make Next to it, you're sharing a video. Yes, right, right. 
And what that does is it changes the brain rate. So if someone's ever sharing a video and it's like choppy, that would do and so now if you click share, yeah, go ahead, click share. Now go find the video on your computer, wherever it is. So you see, I can see your computer. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Let's make sure it's all good. Oh, that's somebody let me in. I'll take care of that. So don't get distracted. Okay. That, that's what you're looking for. All right. So get it back to the start. We just hit pause on it like you got it. Okay. You're all set for later. Let's stop sharing right now because nobody wants to see your screen until you're actually ready to see where it says red, stop share. So you're now all set for today. And when it's time to share the video, you click share, the checkbox, and then your screen will be up there. You sit play on You're all set. I'll pay attention when it's time. I won't say anything to you. Now, C1, do one, teach one. So before the week is out, teach somebody else how to do this. Which tribe is doing I've never seen I always share my desktop. There is a way to share it just yeah, there are like 15 different windows. The one in the upper left hand corner is always the same desktop. When I hit share, upper left hand corner, I believe, is always the whole desktop. Yeah, yeah.
If you move a little bit to the left and right, I think it's okay. I'm with you. Um, Gene, what well, Gene might have to do also, get up here. Back it up just a little bit, like I feel right on with the window. You know what? Even if you get like a foot, like I feel like I'm just right up on the. Gene, meet Brooke. Hey, Brooke Gene, how are you? Gene? What is it? Brooke. Brooke. Oh, Morning, Eric. Like Brooke's our speaker. And he was a little concerned with, with the camera right here. But Should it, we just back it up a hair? I feel like it's like right on top. And, and Brooke also, he likes to work the room. So we might have to. Is that a problem? Well, I'll just start. The problem will be being able to, if people on Zoom will hear him if he walks away from the microphone. Oh, so this is dual function. So as much as this is a speaker for the room, this is a speaker for the Zoom. Right. Gotcha. So you, I speak loud. So you don't. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I can. You see what we're seeing now, Kevin? So you get that right here. So I can do that. How's that? Now you stand there. That okay? That's how I do it too. Man. That okay, Captain? Yeah, I'm good. If he walks around, he'll he don't mess up. I think the microphone. With the American flag in there, I need that flag. I like it. Oh, glory. Just in case we had an issue. Morning, Eric. Are you there? Thank you. 
kind of a small Zoom group right now.
especially thankful for this group of men to be able to come together to walk together in this faith journey together bless this time together here today uh, that we may glorify you bless this food that's been so wonderfully prepared for the nourishment of our bodies amen, amen. there you go five dollars suggested Non-Georgia fans. Thank you. 
Thanks for turning it, Kevin.
gentlemen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get this thing kicked off today. We have a little bit more announcements in this month's program. So to fit it all in, I'm just going to jump in. So certainly continue with your breakfast. Um, you know, it, it's Thanksgiving and it's almost a little weird saying Thanksgiving. I feel like we were just in the summertime and all this hot weather and, and getting prepped up for Thanksgiving, but um, so much to be thankful for. And one of the items that I am thankful for is for a confirmation program. I have a daughter, Emma Grace. She'll be getting confirmed on Sunday. And just all of the leaders, all of the volunteers, all that goes into confirmation, I'm just, just so especially thankful for. So for those who support and help out in that program, um, I'm just so thankful for that. Uh, next item in recognition of Veterans Day, 
I would like to ask the servicemen who have served this great country, if you could just stand for a moment. I'd love to be able to just recognize you for Veterans Day. God bless America. Thank you. All right. Uh, for the next announcement, I'm going to be calling Jim up here. A uh, number of items going on, starting with stewardship, commons projects. So, Jim, why don't you come on up here? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. I'll try and be as brief as possible here, but I know um, a number of people asked me already this morning how the Commons project is coming along. So I've got a little update for you on that. <clears throat> I've mentioned to you all before some time ago that we are proceeding in phases. And that was because of construction costs, material costs, everything going crazy. Um, so phase one um, is everything but the building just so you understand that's everything but the building. And that includes the pavilion relocation, stormwater engineering, and that's required by the city, demolishing the scout hut, regrading the site, hardscape including no step perimeter walk, bench walls, event area, stage, pulpit area, lighting, Wi-Fi, ADA ramps and stairs, and complete landscaping. So when you think about that, it may be everything but the building, but it's still an awful lot. And that's gotta be done before the building could ever be built anyway. So um, our revised uh, project pricing uh, is starting to come in less than the 2.5 that we had established, which is a good thing because everything else we did during the end of COVID, which is still not over, and the problems with uh, costs, it was going the wrong way. As of last night, we have raised $997,000. And it was a $100,000 donation made yesterday. That's how we got there. So we're really close to a million dollars, which is a, a major achievement. And our target was 1.25. And that was what we were talking about, a $5 million project, 5.5. 5. So now we're, we're very close to uh, being able to fund about half the project uh, internally. Well, we're almost a million dollars. We'd need a million and a quarter to fund half. So the land disturbance permit has already been applied for. Versus <laughs> anybody that thinks nothing's happening, you haven't seen anything. And that's, that's how that happens. But believe me, there's a lot going on. If no further issues are with the city, uh, LPD should issue soon, we think within the next two weeks. Uh, I was asked also when something would happen out there. So best case scenario, which is probably unlikely, would be December 1st groundbreaking. If that doesn't happen, we really think January 1 will be, be the first time. So, and we'll have an event, there'll be a big deal about it. So uh, you won't hear a whole lot about the Commons Project. The projects are going dark for about the next month um, because we're focusing on Giving Made Simple Stewardship Program. And you can't have two things running at the same time, gets everybody confused. And who knows, maybe nobody gives anything. So that's, that's why we're doing um, So the uh, Stewardship Program this year is Giving Made Simple. And uh, so far we've had two excellent sermons 
from some guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom, you did a great job. <laughs> um, and they're leading up to Giving Sunday. Now mark this down, November 13th is Giving Sunday. Gotta remember November 13th. Uh, we've had two letters from committee members and one from Tom go out. Tom's going out this week. Uh, we developed a bifold brochure with a giving card and an envelope. And there's lots of illustrations on it as opposed to a single card with two. It covers a lot of the different outreach and, and programs that we have. The brochure builds on RUMC's wide variety of ways that we've changed lives, giving options, including uh, RMDs, in which some people know about but have never put it together. So we get a little bit of information on that. Um, and shows that we're a place of community of faith. And giving Sundays, pledges will be taken to the altar. And it will be a, a semi-formal arrangement. It, so it's, it's an event. Uh, I'm going to show this video. And this was is being shown to all the Sunday school classes and small groups. We're a small group. So it's going to see that. And that was developed to pick up on some of the uh, outreach and different programs that we have in the church. Uh, banners will be in place this week announcing November 13th is Giving Sunday. So it won't be great big banners, but you'll, there'll be notice that you'll be able to see when you get to church. Expect to see some special decorations on Giving Sunday. So again, trying to make an event of it. Uh, ushers will have place cards and envelopes in the programs. Um, and a special time is set aside during the service on the program. Uh, and it'll be after Tom's sermon before the, the hymn. Uh, so far, we have over $500,000 pledged against our 4.9 budget, and that's in oh, two and a half weeks. So that's really good progress. And just to measure that, um, our giving results so far have been better than 18, 19, 20, uh, and 21 uh, at this point. So we got a good start and hopefully we'll build enough momentum that it will make a difference. So uh, you're gonna set up my video here. Um, remember to come prepared with your pledge card. You wanna go up there empty handed and, uh, and that's on the 13th. So any, any questions, I'm sure you can catch me a little bit later. This video was just put together and it was specifically done for them. So go ahead. Sound is good. First thing we want to say yeah. Technical experts. Share your screen. Did you share yourself? Okay. So unmute my mic. So <laughs> 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 
When we first started distributing food, it was Thank you, Eric. Hi, Church. I'm Michael Cromwell, one of your associate pastors. You know, this is a special season in time in the life of our church. It's stewardship season. It's a time that we realize that, you know, we're really blessed. God has blessed us in so many ways, and we have the incredible opportunity to be a part of something great that God is doing in our community and across our world. So first thing we want to say is thank you. Thank you for the ways that you continue to be generous uh, to the mission and the ministries of RUMC. Our Giving Sunday is coming up very soon, and we want to share some special videos with you to highlight ways that God is working in the lives of others, evidence of God at work in the lives of others. Our first video is about our Must Neighborhood Pantry. I want to invite you to hear from Mary Ann Bender as she shares to us uh, about how this particular ministry helps to feed those in our community. My name is Mary Ann Bender. My husband John and I have been members at RUMC for 30 plus years. I have always done the summer lunch program and have enjoyed um, being able to help the children in the community that don't have access to food when the schools are closed. Initially, when we first started distributing food, it was middle of COVID. There weren't things to conflict with our time. It was uh, very rewarding to help people. It was also very rewarding to have something, somewhere to put our energies. My neighbor's pantry has evolved out of the Must Summer Lunch Program. Due to COVID, we weren't allowed to go into the neighborhoods and hand out sandwiches. We had to have a more distant distribution model. So that's when we evolved into My Neighbor's Pantry. Most recently, we have become a must neighborhood pantry. We are the must neighborhood pantry on Mimosa. We have tried very hard to focus on items that the families don't have as much access to with other pantry programs. So we've tried to focus on fresh produce and tortillas and fresh bread. It is not just food. Um, currently, we try to supplement the food items. Jacob and his team have been instrumental. The Giving Garden has been amazing and the families are really pleased to get fresh produce. The families that come through almost without exception are so incredibly grateful. And even one of the women that came as a client saw the need and has partnered with Hilma and is here every week for registration because she is also a Spanish speaking. They are just so grateful for anything we can do for them. It just makes us want to do even more. I think that we are very isolated in our Rosalind United Methodist Church sometimes and we are in a community where there is a lot of need but we often don't see it. So I, I just think it's a mission project that couldn't be more local, and I think that's important. Thanks, Marianne. You know, what a powerful ministry that is to be able to feed those that are in special time of need. Uh, this next video, I want to introduce you to Shannon War. 
Shannon's a part of our Stephen ministry. This is a, a particular ministry that really uh, walks alongside others in some of their greatest needs in their lives. I invite you to hear her story now. Uh, hi, I'm Shannon War. Uh, my husband and I have been coming to Roswell to the Contemporary Service since October of 2020. Uh, we fell in love with Roswell. Um, our first service here, we were, Tom got up to preach and he said, there's a thousand other places you could be, but you chose to be here. And when he said that, we knew that this was our home. After we decided to join the church, the pandemic started and we needed a community that could support us in all walks of our life. And from there, we started attending Cornerstone Sunday School. And during that time, one of the gentlemen that is in the Sunday School class was a Stephen minister. They were looking to recruit people. I said, okay, I hear you again. It's time for me to say, yes, I'll do it. Stephen Ministry is our congregation's one-to-one -one -one ministry, and we're here to talk to them. Just meet them where they are and walk beside them. We pray for them, uh, we share scripture with them, and we just listen as intently and actively as we can. Stephen Ministry has grown my faith. Um, it's taught me to pray more, pray often, because I'm reading more scripture, I hear God talking to me more. Um, I love Roswell. My husband loves Roswell. We enjoy being here, and we're blessed to be surrounded with people from our Sunday school class that will support us. I'm growing my faith community because I know there are people here that I can count on to support me in my time. Thanks, Shannon. What a, what a powerful ministry the Stephen ministry is to be able to, to enter into seasons of life with others as they walk through uh, sometimes the, the biggest valleys, but also to help them come out of that and to see how God is moving in their lives. Our, our next video, I want to introduce you to Skylar Barth. Skylar grew up in the church and in particular in the youth ministry, and she has discovered that her calling is to pour back into the lives of others, uh, being involved in ministry herself. So let's hear from Skylar now. Hi, I'm Skylar Barth, and I've been a part of RUMC for 16 years. I started, I went to Kid Zone when I was in kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, and then I was the Dodd and did Roswell students. My kind of like salvation, except Jesus moment um, started at like AYL all through your life. So that was definitely a huge turn. Me getting into UGA was a dream. Um, I graduated in May. I threw out my time at UGA. I in, was involved with Wesley. Wesley is just a student ministry. Um, Wesley acts as like an umbrella and then Freshly is like a freshman ministry. So when I got to UGA, a couple friends and I were like, okay, one thing we're doing is we're going to Freshly, we're seeing what that is. And I remember going for the first time and I was just absolutely blown away because I'd never seen so many people my age willingly go to church and it was just like we're in college like it's on a Monday night like he could be doing anything else but it was packed um, and I had was just, I was just speechless I had never seen that and they have a post-grad program that's just called the Wesley internship so I like lead a team of seniors in college so they're all 21 22 
and then I lead a small group of all senior girls. We do a discipleship program, so I mentor seven seniors too. My job is to literally go and then receive all day at work and then kind of like pour out at night to students. So it's a very, it's just a lot. I mean, ministry as a job is very different than just ministry as a student. I mean, I think one of the big things at Wesley they talk about, it's in Matthew 10 and it says like freely, freely receive, freely give. It's really cool to have it be like my whole life is like devoted to doing this. What more than like having secure, like security and like prayer and also just like partnering with Jesus. Like that's what like, I don't know, what else could you do, you know? And you can take that into anything else. But if you have a passion for ministry, then go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Skylar. It's amazing to see see how someone that's been so impacted by her time here at RUMC is now pouring into the lives of others. It, it's because of your generosity. It's because of your compassion, your willingness to pour into the lives of others through your giving. Not just your money, but your time as well. It's incredible to see what God can do, how God can take what, what we give and to use that in incredible ways, ways that we can't even fathom. So you have a chance this year to be a part of what God is doing, to be a part of this community of faith as we pour into the lives of others. I invite you as you uh, consider what it is that God is calling you to pledge this year, go to rumc.com pledge and you can see more videos like these that we've watched and you can make your pledge online. But let me close by saying thank you once again. Thank you for the ways that you make a difference not just in this community, but across the nation and across the world. You are a special part of what God is doing, and it's another reason why RUMC is a place of community and faith. Jim, you good? Yeah. Yeah, thanks so much. You got a lot going on, Jim. Yeah, thanks for all your leadership and all that you do. Did, did you grab my sheet of paper? I think you can just come your screen. You might have to use full screen. Look under your pad real quick. Hey. <laughs> Look at that. All good. All good. Yeah. Hey, sorry about some of the technical things there. Um, we're officially hiring on staff, RUMC men's breakfast staff, a person who can share their screen. So if you have an expertise in that, welcome to join the team. <laughs> um, I do get chills when I see that video. Certainly the Holy Spirit that I feel inside from that. Um, Shannon is a part of our Cornerstone class. And when Shannon and Robert joined, it was really just such a blessing to have them a part of our class. And I mean, as Kurt knows in our Cornerstone class, um, Shannon's just wonderful. All right, we will now get to the feature portion of today's men's breakfast. I'm going to introduce Brooke Scardina. I've known Brooke. We, we started um, in the Sunday School class of Foundations. This goes back about a dozen years ago. Uh, Brooke and his family, they've been members now about 15 years. So um, that's, that's wonderful, Brooke. He's married to Krista. They have a son, Cole, a daughter, Avery. 
Brooke is currently serving as the chairperson of our RUMC Foundation. Professionally, he's the managing partner over at Real Estate Partners, Oak Real Estate Partners. He's an undergrad from Georgia's, Georgia Southern University, an MBA over at Auburn. He enjoys SC football. And, and I think what you're voting, you're going with the Vols this weekend. Is that true? That's what it says. The Vols. All right. <laughs> Big time dogs fan. All right. With, without further ado, Brooke, come on up here. Yes. Good morning. I appreciate everybody taking the time to share some fellowship this morning. Um, I'm going to reference a couple of the slides. I put some things together, some materials, and I want to give you guys a little bit of history here. So about three years ago, I was part of a small men's group that met regularly. And we typically would meet over at Chick-fil-A over by Mountain Park. And we use that as a time of fellowship to get together and to share God's word. <clears throat> and then COVID hit and everything shut down and the group disbanded. <clears throat> And so about a month ago, we decided to get back together, reunite the band, and do the reunion tour. And yes, I do have t-shirts coming out, so $10 for And so the first lesson that we did was God's purpose and God's plan in our life. And everybody had an opportunity to share, and there were several things that kind of came out of that sharing that really resonated with me. But one of the things, distinct features that I walked away with was that every day represents an opportunity where we can have an impact on the lives of people that we touch and, and, the, and how we interact with people. And coincidentally enough, that Sunday, I was sitting in chapel and there was a gentleman sitting beside me. And I started to talk to him and I'll leave his name anonymous. And I said, well, what do you do for work? He said, well, I was a parking lot attendant for the Braves. But now that the Braves season is over, he goes, I'm looking for full-time employment. And so I sat there and that was kind of a moment of reflection for me because, you know, what can I do to be a resource to help this individual out? And I said, well, did you know that RUMC has a job networking event? And it's actually going to be this Tuesday. And he's like, no, I didn't know that. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't you come? I'll come with you. I'll buy you dinner and I'll walk you around and introduce you and we can share some time together. And he's like, oh, that would be great. That would be great. So we came to the seminar. He spent an hour. A little bit overwhelming for him. Uh, but then we came down to dinner and shared some time together. And I said, Well, let me ask you, because he was going to a job fair that Wednesday. And I said, Do you have any professional clothes? And he says, No, I don't. I said, Did you know the church has a bank and an inventory of professional clothes? And he's like, Well, I don't have the money for that. I'm like, no, no, no. Now this is this is to support you. You don't you don't need money. And he goes, Well, that that would be great. Can we, can we walk down and check it out? I said, absolutely, let's go. So we walked down, there was two people down there that greeted us, and we fitted him with two ensembles. We fitted him with two dress shirts, two pairs of slacks, a tie, and some shoes. And I said, you know, now you're properly equipped for your job fair tomorrow. And he was completely and entirely overwhelmed. He, he was virtually speechless. And I said, I'll tell you what, why don't you do me a favor? I said, this would, this would mean a lot to me personally. I said, let me know how your job fair goes and if there's anything I can do to be a resource in supporting you. And so he goes to the job fair that next Wednesday. He calls me up on Thursday, overwhelmed. The level of energy and enthusiasm that came out of his voice was just phenomenal. And I don't know if he had a more profound effect on me or if I had a profound effect on him. 
And it was at that point in time where you sit there and you reflect back and you think about what God is calling you to do. And it's like, at that moment, my heart was filled with joy. You know, it wasn't the pursuit of money. It wasn't the pursuit of career advancements and success. You know, all that will always leave you with a void as you continue to chase your own passions and your own desires. But taking the time and effort and energy to invest in this young man, to help him out, to me, it was complete. And it created this immense desire to want to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, replicate it again and again and again. Right. And hey, Kim, if you can go to the next one. And so my daughter has this verse on her wall. And we're all very familiar with it, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, right? Think about the power of those words. Lean not on your own understanding. As individuals, we will never completely and entirely comprehend what God's plan is for our lives. We just don't. We don't have the ability to see that. And so what, what I found interesting, and, and I ask myself this question fairly often, um, and it's like, you know, God gives you a glimpse into what your plan is. You know, a little glimpse here, a little glimpse there. And you kind of sit there and you're like, well, well, God, why don't you give me the entire roadmap? Give me the blueprint. Let me see what I'm designed and I'm here to do. And then that kind of led me to the second, uh, the second Bible verse, right? For we live by faith, not by sight. And so I started thinking about that in translation, right? And if God gave you the whole roadmap, you would be living by sight and not by faith. And so you have to believe that God undoubtedly has a plan for you and the execution of that plan. And so, Kevin, if you go to the next slide, there's, there's a couple of things, guiding principles that I kind of wanted to leave you with uh, as we kind of think about this more broadly and the application within your own life, because we're all at different stages of life. <clears throat> right, is, you know, your calling is bigger than you realize. We will never fully comprehend and understand exactly how big that calling is. Um, and God has a big plan for us, regardless of what we may think that may be. And it's not singular, it's multidimensional. I mean, there's different ways that we can walk in God's faith. Um, and the last one is, you know, your calling is seeking you now, like every day, it's God reaching out, trying to talk to you to have a profound impact on your life and in turn so that you can do the good work of the Lord. And so, you know, I think about all this because it was an interesting chronology in the way this whole sequencing thing went out. You know, we got reunited as a men's group, a small men's group. I come across this individual in chapel on Sunday. <coughs> he and I have a conversation, share some time together. And just the level, the impact that that had just personally, just thinking about, you know, look, we live in very polarized times, right? I mean, we've got conflicts in Ukraine, Russia. I mean, we've got an economy that's, you know, somewhat arguably slowing. Uh, there's a lot of things right now that people are contending with either personally, professionally, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, one of the things that I challenge you to think about as you think about and reflect on where you are in your stage in life is what is God calling you to do? And are you opening your heart to receive that message? So just quickly, I'm just curious because, you know, just by a quick show of hands, how many of you feel like you know what God's calling is for you? Mr. Davis, I'm glad you raised your hand. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a whole different issue if that was the case. So it's good, you know, and, and the other thing too that we have a tendency to reflect on is, you know, we, we tend to turn to God during times of distress. Right. When things are not easy, 
you know, we all go through trials and tribulations, but it's important to know that God is always walking beside you in that faith walk, right? And so, you know, the only message that I want to leave you with today is that I encourage you every day to begin your day with opening your heart and trying to receive what God is calling you to do. Because every day is an opportunity for you to have a profound impact on either an individual, community, the church, whatever that may be, through your time, your effort, your energy, your resources, right? And I try to take that, look, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect, unfortunately. But I try to take that and apply it within the construct of my life and how I raised my family. Um, and so with that, I'm going to leave, leave us with a question, Kevin, if we can, that I would like you guys just to kind of consider and contemplate. But, you know, what is God calling you to do with your life? And then I'm going to flip that around a little bit. And I'll say, you know, what are the impediments that are preventing you from achieving that calling? Think about all the obstacles that we come across because life is noisy. Life is extremely noisy. And there's a lot of things that interfere and step in our way of talking to God and receiving God's message. And so how do we suppress those things? How do we open our hearts, open our ears, open our minds, and then work to try to apply that every day in the most meaningful way? So I encourage you as a group to kind of talk through that. Um, and I'd love to hear what comes out of that. You know, hopefully you enjoyed the story because that, that young man had a very profound effect on me just because of how he reacted and how gracious and grateful he was. And it was just a small gesture. It was a small token of time and energy. And when you realize that you can have that kind of effect on people, it's contagious. It's absolutely contagious. And if it doesn't just inspire you to do more and more and more because that level of fulfillment that reaches your heart so powerful. It's so powerful. To experience that is just, it's remarkable. Um, so with that, look, I appreciate it. I enjoyed the time. Hopefully you enjoyed the talk. Um, I think I left us with enough time for, for us to all kind of get together. And again, appreciate everybody's time. How special is that? And in those moments that you described, that's not coincidental. And as you shared with us, God does have a plan. And that interaction is part of that plan. Thank you so much, bro. And with that, and with that question, we'll go ahead with table breakouts and we'll come back together, I'd say in about four to five minutes here, probably about 7.45, and uh, we'll do a report out from that. So table breakouts. So, so with the question also then we'll have prayers and praises when we get to the report. Wow. So, let me tell you something. Whatever your words really would you. The person just gets you in shape, but the performance is a little fresh battle. Um, Remember how when I said when you share your screen, do this and do this? He didn't do that. So he was broadcasting his screen, but not his audio. And then the reason there was so much lag is because 
this. It was going from him over the church's Wi-Fi to California. And California back to here was here, like every other call and then to this And so the trip out to California, there's a reason Jim's not able to be here. So that lad that you saw, even though he did check the two boxes, his, his mom, husband's over the church Wi-Fi, uh, it's never going to be much better than that. It's not like there's a bunch of people there. So you always want to project you want to in a situation like this, you always play from the machine that's connected to the screens. That way, at least a, a 40 people in the room, that's at least the 40 people in the room get the local which will always look good. And then the people who are remote, you know, they probably get to see it go all the way from Kevin's machine out of California back through the church of slow Wi-Fi. Before we the screen. So we paid twice over the same number. <laughs> <laughs> On your computer at home, we're going to So, uh, all I can figure is it thinks you're on the right, the right click button. So, the way that has a touch to the tablet on it, if you use two, if you use two fingers, just a change. So that means when it's in that mode of control, you think you're going to drag something around. But that's not a zoom thing so much as it is a back computer. I don't use Windows that much I suspect that's a zoom thing. I mean, the mouse. The mouse. Yeah. Seems to me you've already figured it all about. I don't know. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> 
So we may start way in the back corner over there. <laughs> so, so as part of this, right, so just as the format, right, I'll go again, table to table, uh, maybe report out from the question from the table, and then following that, um, any other prayers or praises to share those as well. So we'll, we'll start in the back corner. I think all of us, I think all of us, um, we're led by God to do what we do. Um, we're all active in the church. We're all active in the brotherhood. That's not an accident. Yeah. A any uh, prayers, praises? <laughs> we're all happy. All happy. There we go. Let's adjourn. Steve, Craig. Go ahead, Michael. Uh, I was amazed at the number of ministries that were represented by people at the table. Um, folks here have been involved for years in job networking and talked about what that has brought to the lives of people attending job networking. Uh, Roger and, and Craig are part of that. Um, Jim here uh, has a program that he manages called Trout in the Classroom, where he goes into uh, grade schools and uh, he educates them on trout and fish. He brings trout eggs, they hatch it, and then you take them out and they, they put the trout, the, the new baby trout in the river, the uh, autistic kids. Anyway, that, that's a ministry that has brought great joy to him. Anything you want to add to that? Jim? Uh, we got 16 schools. If you hear of any schools that may have interest in the program, let us know. Jerry talked about the uh, summer lunch program that he was involved here here at the church, and uh, the joy he felt and got in in bringing uh, lunch to the kids. Anything you want to add to that, no, Jerry? That's, that's it. Okay. And then uh, Steve talked about what his Rotary Club does does in the community. Uh, every week they pick up bread. And every day. What's that? Every, every day. day they pick up bread. And uh, they take it to, where they take it? North Fulton Community Church. 
Yeah. We pick up from Price Market and Alpharetta and quite a bit, you know, sometimes it'll be three big black trash bags full of wow. red bike goods and so forth that uh, either out of date or about to go out of date. So that's it, just the folks at our table of what God has called them to do and the joy they brought into the community. It's very impressive. It's certainly impressive. Great leaders taking action when you get a security detail. Make sure you guys are protected and keep doing what you're doing there. That's awesome. Any other phrases, prayers? I, I might have two things that just quickly. One of them is the reminder about why do we do job networking or any of the things that all of the things that we talked about at the table it is that enthusiasm that you receive. There's not a day that that we go through a job networking program or many other things that fall into that list that you don't come away saying I, I impacted someone. And the feeling that you expressed is an important one that when you step out and do these things, um, what happens inside is bigger than perhaps what happens to the other people that you're you're dealing with. And it's an important part. Okay. No, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll stay with it. Get back to the room. Charles, great to see you, buddy. Steve, anyone there? Well, we, we talked about one of the biggest impediments, especially for me and I think some others, is we're always looking for signs from God. But I feel like I'm driving down the road so fast looking for the big burning bush. I'm missing all the messages on the speed limits. <laughs> <laughs> you have to slow down and be quiet. And it's hard for me anyway to sit still and like empty your mind so you're totally open. And I said, I don't have much mind, but it's hard to get it empty so I'm still and quiet. It's a really good yeah, analogy. Just, I'm going to use that. I'll give you credit though. I, I had a guy I worked with one time. He's talking about his daughter. He has problems. He goes, You have two ears and one mouth. That means you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. That's good. Any other prayers, praise, concerns? When mom was having uh, surgery, more they found a uh, malignancy and trying to remove it. Hopefully, it's all contained and all that kind of stuff. Dave, how you doing, sir? What's hey, happening? I'm good. I'm good. You know, we kind of talked about like what, like Steve said. Sometimes. Hey, wait a minute. Did you get by LSU football? Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you're looking for some sign or some big grand plan or something that you're supposed to execute, and you know, I just mentioned for me, it's just simple. Like everything keeps coming back for me to being a parent. And we talked about, you know, the calling in our lives to be parents at, you know, obviously different stages. I have small kids to folks in the group that had adult kids in high school and college, and kind of how that calling evolves and your role evolves as a parent. So. Oh, it's wonderful, Dave. <clears throat> Any other prayer concerns from the table? Praises? Kurt, we're good. Eric, great to have you back here from Chile. It's nice. Gene and I talked about the ministry of Zoom. 
<laughs> we're, we're working on it. But, but I will share, it was uh, pretty amazing to be with Mary in her situation that is, uh, you know, now not quite such a distant outreach from an RUMC perspective and uh, gave me a new vision of what student ministry looks like. And boy, oh boy, do I appreciate what we do in the Dodd and the way confirmation kicks that off this weekend with Emma. And um, it's just, we're so blessed. You don't realize how blessed you are until you see another set of circumstances. And then you see what blessing looks like in their circumstances. And they teach you this joy from a whole different point of view. So celebrating that this morning. Gene, anything going on behind camera there? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we Barney, please. I have an observation that I'd like to share. Earlier this week, I had the privilege of doing some consulting work for the Fairfax County School System, and we were talking about energy. And I learned there, <laughs> when you consult, you learn too, um, that our schools are in deep trouble, generally in the nation. And they're coming out of this COVID nonsense that has hit them badly for the last two and a half years. And our educational system in this country is suffering badly for want of direction and, and, and catching up. We've lost basically three great grades of school um, in our system. And it's a very, very serious issue. My, my observation and, and is inspired by this table. Um, those schools need outside professional input in things like energy. I was, I was teaching the, the energy management at, in, in residential households that, that seven, seventh graders can, can learn about. Uh, all of us have expertise in our professions and our schools need that kind of thing that, that, so that they understand how things work and how they work within those things. And I think, we have the expertise at these tables that those schools need desperately. And if you ever have an opportunity, um, you've already heard testimony that, that how interesting the whole process of, of ecology is, is working. But we can, be, we can be vital to that process. And our kids need help. I can add something to that. My daughter is a high school math and science teacher, special education. My granddaughter is a junior this year in high school. My, da my daughter, who's the special ed teacher, came home and said that after COVID, the sophomores and juniors came back to school like they're in kindergarten. They're lost, they lost that freshman year of growing up socially. You, I can see that in my granddaughter who missed her entire freshman year of high school at home with COVID. So I know exactly what Marty is talking about. Yeah, tremendous challenge we have in the educational system, sure. Uh, Reverend Long, anything to add on? No, we were just talking about the food service and what a contribution to Mexico's life the church. Um, and if I may, I'd just take a moment. Reverend Long will be speaking in the month of December, so just coming up here in a month or so. So looking forward to have you up 
here. Looking forward to your message. Look forward to it. Excellent. Uh, Bob uh, online, anything? Just a prayer request for my neighbor. She's about 68. Uh, she's been a lifelong smoker and she just has had a bad visit with a doctor. They are leaning heavily towards lung cancer and how to treat it and such like that. What is prayers for, for her, for Linda, that um, the prognosis will be better than what she's, what she's expecting? Okay, so we're going to go ahead and, and wrap up here. Again, really so much to be thankful for and so much um, that has been stated certainly in testimony here and, and, and all the actions and great leadership here. Um, just to close this out in prayer, I'm going to ask Brooke to come to come back up here. If we can, let's all bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together as a men's group as a church family, as a broader community. We ask that you continue to open our hearts, minds, and souls so that we may receive your calling, may apply it uh, in the most effective way possible in each of our respective lives. Uh, we ask that you be with those both spoken prayers and unspoken prayers uh, as we continue to walk in your faith. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 Y